Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 mg dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 mg dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home time there's nothing more valuable it's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited so get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hey, welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. A lot to get into, so let's not waste any time. Let's head out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline. And joining us now from the Sporting Tribune, Grant Molina. Grant, how are you? Doing good, Arash. How is everything? Things are good. You know, I think everyone's right. getting ready for the um, holiday season here. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of gearing up for the stretch run here in uh, football as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this yesterday, but kind of wanted to kind of um, you know, talk about the um, in-season tournament. And the reason that a lot of people are talking about this, and you brought up a great point that is uh, being talked about a lot right now, how the teams that played in the final are below 500. The uh, Pacers are uh, one in four. The Lakers are one in three. Uh, meanwhile, the teams that they played in the semifinals are um, undefeated. And by the way, they're playing their best basketball of the season. So, um, again, we have such a small sample size. I, I, I kind of almost uh, am hesitant to say, is this a trend? But what can this mean for the future? Again, if you're a GM, if you're a coach, if you're, if you're, if you're 
looking at how you want to proceed with this tournament in the future, do you, do, you, do you think it's a positive to either lose in the quarterfinals or semifinals and not play in the uh, championship game? Well, I think if this trend goes on a little bit more, if we start to see the Pacers and the Lakers lose even more than what they're doing now, then maybe we could have a conversation. But like you said, small sample size. I mean, it, it, the Lakers are one in three since the in-season tournament. And like you said, the Pacers are one in four. Um, but like, you know, I, I mentioned this in, in the, the show a few nights ago is that the Clippers just seemed like they didn't even care about the in-season tournament. They were just trying to work on things to get themselves better because they were in the midst of a losing streak. And now they're playing like one of the best teams in all of basketball yeah. so it's kind of a a complete 180 flip between the lakers and the clippers in terms of how they approach the in-season tournament now that's not to say the clippers weren't trying to win basketball games but it, it was pretty evident that the lakers took the in-season tournament and what was at stake pretty seriously so yeah i don't know if if this is a trend that we can look at right now maybe in a, in a week or two we can say okay well the lakers are have this record and the pacers have this record and it's just kind of crazy that the two teams that are in me, it wasn't like the, these two teams were weighed down in the standings in the group play. These are two teams that played the Lakers and the Pacers in the Bucks and Pelicans that are doing so well. So it's just one round below them that is doing so well. I don't know if it was maybe the extra rest they got. Maybe they got to go back home earlier. I can't really put my finger on it because it's such a new topic, but it, it does raise some eyebrows now to the validity of that championship because you have a hangover for a championship in December, which is just crazy to say. I know, yeah. you know we all know how everyone feels about that, but it's just it's something new. So maybe that is a little bit why uh, the Lakers are having this hangover after the title or the Pacers are having this hangover because it's kind of new. Guys really haven't experienced this type of intensity in December in a long time, maybe ever. So May could be a little bit of that, but it also could be that they barely got any rest after they won the title. Like I said, they went and played Dallas two days after uh, they won the championship, which is something you don't do if you win in June. You get months off to celebrate. Yeah. So it, it's a variety of factors, I think. When you uh, when you look at the way that the Clippers have played, um, was there a turning point again? We, we've talked about the Rams. It was really that Seattle game where... Uh, it looked like they they had lost the game. They they came back and won. And, and you said that day, in fact, that you know, I mean, this could be. We'll see how the season uh, plays out, of course. But you know, the, we we could look back at this as a turning point for them. Uh, or again, it's it's we're still in December, but uh, on the Clippers' current win streak right now, and James Harden looking comfortable. Was there a game? Was there a moment? Was there a play when you thought, okay, like these guys have finally like clicked now? There are two things. There is one where they actually won their first game, which was against the Rockets. But the reason why they won that first game is because they got Daniel Tice. They got another big to kind of supplement their size. And number two, they staggered Russell Westbrook and James Harden. That was the first game that Russell Westbrook went to the bench after they acquired James Harden. And as so literally, as soon as they switched that lineup and incorporated Terrence Mann into that starting five, that's when they went on this run. That's when they've been 12-3 and three in their last 15 it makes it's so crazy to say because you you would think oh it's just one little rotation change what would that matter but that's what can happen in the NBA if you change one player or if you change one mentality of a player or limit the role of somebody it can spark a run and credit to the coaching staff and credit to Ty Lu for making that change when they did and I don't know if it was the coaching staff I don't know if it was the front office I don't know if it was Russell Westbrook there's conflicting reports out there 
I'm just going to go with the fact that it was Russell Westbrook because he went to the, that was all the reports that he went to the coaching staff and he told them me coming off the bench is probably best for this team. And yeah. look, he was, I'm going to give him the credit. He was completely yeah. right because ever since then, the Clippers have been excellent in defensive rating and that starting five, their plus minus is off the charts with that starting five with Terrence Mann in there. And it just kind of allows James Harden to be that kind of player that he, that we've seen. Look, we saw him score 35 against the Pacers uh, a couple couple nights ago we saw him score 21 in that fourth quarter and look like Houston James Harden so it kind of just eases the roles of everybody nobody's really anxious anymore people kind of know their roles players are starting to figure out what they can do on the floor with certain players so I think that small rotation change getting Daniel Tice and then just kind of going from there sorting things out look Arash I know I said you kind of got to figure things out a little bit before that 10 game stretch and I guess I was wrong because they figured it out in about a 15-game stretch and it's <laughs> paid huge dividends. I mean, yeah. they, they've been playing fantastic basketball, not just on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. And, you know, a lot of people have been saying this around the media is that they're just going to keep getting better because their offense still isn't where it can be. They've scored 140 in back-to-back games, but... Before that, they were struggling still a little bit with some of their offensive play. So the defense has always been good. But for the Clippers, it was that Rockets game where they had to come back. James Harden hit a a game-winning three, which kind of lifted their spirits. Even Paul George mentioned this, that it was kind of like getting that off our back. We finally got to win. Now let's go win more. Let's go on a streak. So um, I think that was the turning point for them. I'm going to loop in uh, producer extraordinaire G. Hey Wiley uh, just because, um, listen, I, I, I don't, I think we, we, we were both not big fans of the James Harden trade. Mm-hmm. However, when he plays like he did, uh, when he does what he's doing, again, I think if everyone gets their, their roles established, mm-hmm. again, on paper, you have one of the most talented teams in the league, and right now they're the um, hottest team in the league. Uh, gee, I, I know it's just December. The Clippers, however, are the hottest team in the league. They've won um, eight straight games. I think the guys look comfortable. They've established a hierarchy which is all you can kind of really want. Uh, G, your thoughts on the Clippers right now? You know what? I, I, I think all three of us are, are in agreement on the uh, the James Harden trade wasn't really a huge fan. Where is he going to fit? He's going to have to have his hands. Um, his, the ball is going to have to be in his hands all the time. I think personally for me is, um, and I think Grant and I both can agree on this, is consistency. Right. If if they can play like this consistently and have Harden, you know, contribute consistently and have all of these things click and happen consistently, I'm all for this trade. However, I just don't see that happening come post season. I know I'm putting the card again ahead of the horse, um, but I just don't see that happening specifically because of what he has done in the past and just in the last season. Right. Um, prior to now, if he changes my mind and all of a sudden he goes on fire and we're in the you know NBA finals I'll shut up and I'll be the happiest clipper fan on the planet but until that day happens I think there's I'm just looking for really consistency with this clippers team and we haven't really seen that with or without James Harden so um, I don't think that it's really kind of helpful right um i still wish nothing but the best and i think again grant and i can both attest to this we're just pessimistic clipper fans at at its (laughs) finest you know you 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 hope for the best but you always expect the worst when it comes to the clippers right you you hope that they 
uh, you know, that they, they're going to do great with this roster that they have. I do love the consistency uh, in how uh, Kawhi is playing, though. Yeah. I love it. Um, if he can keep he keep going with this on this train and this track that he's going on, scoring 20-plus a game, I'm all for it. You know, um, I, I really hope that all of them just play on this consistent level like th- like this. Um, again, if, if it happens in the postseason, I'll be stoked. Yeah, and G, you bring up a great point, and I and I forgot to bring this up to to Grant before, but you know, Kawhi had said this before the season, and I didn't know if he meant it, but he clearly has. I mean, he was like, "Load management, be damned! Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, 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 I'm just going to go for it." And by the way, I get it. If I did something during my championship season, and he did load management in Toronto, and and they had a a a doctor there who kind of helped him through that. And he had amazing success, and he comes to the Clippers, and they basically want to just kind of copy the blueprint. And Kawhi's like, like I'm not doing this anymore. And he has played amazingly well. Um, has this surprised you? Because, again, we have not seen this Kawhi since prior to he, him getting hurt with the Spurs. I mean, we have not seen this Kawhi in a very long time. Yeah, it did surprise me, and it surprised me, and I'm going to knock on as as much wood as I can find <laughs> on my desk here, but uh, I, I'm just so surprised about how many games in a row he's played. Now, yeah. coming into this year, I thought they were going to play more together, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but I did not expect them to play 23 games in a row to start the season, and I did not ex- expect Kawhi to play every single game so far this year. I was I would even be happy with him taking a few games off to be honest with you but that that just goes to show the mentality that Kawhi has. Kawhi mentioned this after the game against the Pacers. He said, "Yeah, the numbers are great, but we're focused on being the last team standing in June." And that mentality right there just I, I think it speaks volumes to what this team is trying to do this year. In years past it was like, "Okay, we're going to feel each other out. I don't know. You know, we're going to play here and there. Then, you know, when we get to the postseason around the postseason time, that's when we'll kick it in." That hasn't worked. And even, and, you know, Kawhi did it in Toronto. He did it in 2019. But after that, they've had enough of a sample size to say, hey, that load, load management thing, it hasn't worked so far. You load managed last year, and then you still got hurt in April. So now, why don't we just try a new approach and try to play as much as possible? And our good friend Brandon brought this up as well, is that when you play more and you get more use on your legs now, it helps you in the long run. It helps yeah. your body get used to that load. And I think that that's what kind of hurt them in years past and hurt Kawhi in the past is that he kicked it into gear a little bit too late and that kind of caused him to get injured because he was kicking it too high into gear too late. So now, starting it early and being on this run now and la- having it last, it looks like it's paying dividends for Kawhi, not just for the team, but for his body. He looks great out there. Um, I would like to yeah, also yeah, add please. that there is something to be said. This is the old school way of playing. I know we always yes. say back in my day, yada, yada, all that stuff. <laughs> but this is how they used to play back. We can just go 23 years, right? In yeah. the early 2000s, this is how they played. And they did not, like, everybody's going to get hurt. Everybody's going to have aches and pains and whatever bruises. You play past that, right? How This is how they play in the 90s and the 80s. You just played past all of that. The small little injuries and those small little hurts and aches and whatever. This is why old school ball still is relevant today because these guys, LeBron James is doing it. He plays throughout the whole entire season and he yeah. goes, he goes ham, right? He goes off. The second that Kawhi starts doing this, his body's going to acclimate to it and he's going to be able to, you know, move, move on and continue to play um, leaps and bounds. Like he's been playing. 
It's just, I, it, I don't understand why kids just don't play like this anymore. Like you have, your body has to acclimate to this kind of play and this kind of wear and tear. And it's obviously paying dividends right now for uh, Kawhi. Let's see how it plays off in the long run, but it's paying off right now. Yeah, no, it, it, it's just great to watch, it, you know, because, you know, prior uh, to this, and Grant knows this all too well, and you too as well, Jihei. I mean, you, you'd see who's playing from night to night, and it'd be like Kawhi's not playing or Paul George is not playing or whoever. And, and it's just great to see that more often than not, unless someone is legitimately hurt, like uh, Paul George um, has been, that, that, that they are going to play again. Um, as we talk here on Wednesday Rams are playing uh, tomorrow night. They're playing Thursday night football at SoFi Stadium. Effectively, Grant, the playoffs going to begin for them. It's the seven and seven Rams versus these seven and seven Saints. Again, we touched on this. The Rams amazingly controlled their own destiny. If they went out, and it won't be easy again. That last game of the year, but we'll see. I mean, they they may have clinched it at that point, but um, huge, a huge game. I mean, this this road to the postseason begins. On Thursday night at SoFi Stadium, I grant your thoughts on this game. Yeah, it's essentially their first playoff game. This is essentially how you should be treating it because if you lose this game, it would be catastrophic to their chances. Yeah. Um, with so many teams jumbled up in that six to ten range, I guess you could say in the in the NFC, it's going to be very tough if you find yourself at seven and eight climbing back up. Now, if you get a win and you're eight and seven, you kind of could, like you said, control your own destiny, and you go into Santa Clara in that last week, maybe like you said, clinched already if you get a little bit of help outside of what you're doing. So for the Rams. It seems like they're treating it like a playoff game. Tutu Atwell, Rob Havenstein were not active in last week's game. They are now active and going to be contributors to this game. Rob Havenstein is one of the best offensive linemen that the Rams have had in years. So he's been a, a pretty good cornerstone for that team. To have him back at right tackle, that's really huge. And to have Tutu Atwell, a deep ball threat, Look, Matthew Stafford and Tutu Atwell last year, I know it was a disastrous year, but in that last year, the, the best game that those two had was against the Saints in New Orleans, and that was before Matthew Stafford got his spinal cord injury, and that was the last we saw of Matthew Stafford last year. So this is an opportunity, again, to kind of prove everyone wrong on a national stage on Thursday night and say, we mean business. They could go to 8-7 and seven and kind of... You'll tell people, hey, look, we are here and we are not just going to get into the playoffs, but we could be a force. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people, even former players, saying this, that if Matthew Stafford is healthy, I don't think anybody wants to see him, whether that be the Eagles, who are struggling right now, and the Niners and the Lions. So this Rams team, yes, they do control their own destiny, but it's not going to be easy. I mean, the Saints, they just beat the Giants. Sorry, G.A., they beat the Giants. But they beat the Giants, and then, you know, they're going to be competitive. It's it's a national stage. It's prime time. This is, this is where it goes. This is going to be a playoff game at SoFi, basically. Jihei, your thoughts on the Rams? Yeah, no. You know, I mean, again, it is amazing. We talked at the beginning of the season that they may have tanked for Caleb. This may be one of the best coaching jobs. And again, Sean McVay's gone to the two, two Super Bowls. He's won one. This season may be the best coaching job he's done. You know what? I am going to give, give credit where credit is due, and it's not going to be to McVay. It's going to be to his staff. Yeah. for whatever juju they are putting up in there, which technically I guess I should be giving credit to McVay because he did hire these guys. These are his boys. Um, but I'm going to give credit to that, o, you know, to to the O-line o coach. I'm giving credit to your, your D DCs. You're like, man, those those in the trenches guys, like they have proven that this team doesn't want to lay down and just 
five and just tank for Caleb Williams or for that sexy hope, you know, don't touch my Penix pick, but like, you know, don't, you know, that, that's what, <laughs> that's what these guys are all, yeah. I'm telling you, don't touch Penix. He's going to be a giant. Everybody leave him alone. Let him be a New I York giant. Know. Please, for the love of God, let him be a New York giant. I will, I will just be so grateful if something goes our way for once. Um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, um, Grant, you're absolutely right on this. Like they, this is a playoff game. This is a playoff matchup. This is a this. They should be thinking like this is a playoff game because it's win or go home for the for the Rams right now. In my in my personal opinion, I think that like you know you don't beat the Saints. It's a it's a huge uphill battle. So many things have to go your way in order for you to make the playoffs if you don't just win outright. So you know, and they're playing like it though. Like yeah. you got to give them credit after you know how they performed against Baltimore, which they really should have won that game um, last week. They should have killed, killed Washington, by the way. That score was way too close for me for the Rams. I, I think do. they should have killed Washington um, considering how, how decimated everybody else is um, beaten down on the commanders. So I think that the Rams are ready and they look good. As much as so many people probably don't want to see it, like they look, they look ready, at least playoff ready for me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them play I mean, it is at SoFi, correct? Yes. Right. It is yes. at SoFi. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it just, just, yeah. um, it, it's a winnable game, but again, it's two seven and seven teams. Uh, Jihei, before we close out the first segment, I do want to give credit to uh, Giants fan favorite Tommy DeVito. Was it a dispute with a local <laughs> pizzeria? Pizzeria, as they say <laughs> in New Jersey. Uh, he tried to um, up his price tag from. 10k to 20k he showed up there gratis for free made some old uh soda and uh pizzas and ga real quick uh, your thoughts on uh, the current quarterback um like as you dream about the future uh your current quarterback uh mr uh tommy devito mr cutlets right there mr tommy cutlets <laughs> you know what i'm not i'm not gonna hate I'm not going to hate on the player. Like he's 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 milking this this time that he is going to be a starting quarterback. I really hope. I have, I wish nothing but the best for him. Um, he's not my quarterback, but he's you know what for what he's done right now. Three and one, three and one, not too shabby. So we'll see. Yeah. I think his agents uh, milking this a little bit more than Tommy well, DeVito I, is. I, so. think, I think that was the problem there. Listen, at the end of the day, listen. I mean, you know, he he's getting his. Uh, 15, 20, 30 minutes of fame. Uh, listen, uh, you know, he's not the future quarterback of this team. It's a great story. He, he will make, milk this for as long as he possibly can. But you can't strong arm a local Morristown, New Jersey pizzeria like that. Come on. It, it, people did screen grab texts and DMs and things like that. Thankfully, Tommy did the right thing. Thankfully, he showed up for free. You don't need the 10K, brother. Like, the, the bad press is uh, way worse than that. Uh, but, uh, listen, glad he showed up. Uh, we will talk You didn't need that. Uh, all right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, the legend, it's Adrian Hernandez talking to Samoa Joe, former WWE superstar, now with AEW. We'll talk about... Uh, Samoa Joe, when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090s from the California, the Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. 
It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. As I mentioned before the break, our very own Mr. Adrian Hernandez talked to a living legend. Samoa Joe, WWE superstar, and NXT superstar, AEW star now, one of my all-time favorites. So let's now hear our own Adrian Hernandez talking to the man, the myth, the legend himself, Samoa Joe. We are fortunate to spend some time with a legend, in my opinion, Samoa Joe. Joe, how are you, brother? I'm excellent, man. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing good. And look, it's your first time on the show, first time we've talked. And before we get into wrestling, and I have to ask you questions to get on Fightful and do all that stuff, uh, we need to break the ice, okay? And let me tell you my little situation about what's going on in my life. Just got new neighbors. They just moved in. They're super dope. They're Samoan. It's Christmas season. I want to set the tone right. I want to, like, you know, just spread good vibes. Is there something I can do, like, as a show of good faith? That, you know, like, is, is there anything I could do? Oh, 100%. Brother, you need to go find yourself some big cans of corned beef. Now, you take them big cans of corned beef, and you take it over to your neighbors. And trust me, they're going to cook you a meal that's going to shut it down with that corned beef, and you're going to have a great time. So, I mean, you trust me. You do that, that enough in and of itself, that, that tells people that you know what to get a Samoan family to come to holidays, bro. <laughs> hey, that's amazing. And to be honest, uh, the the, uh, the father of the household was like, what up? Oose and I popped. Yeah. I just yeah, yeah. I felt cool. I'm like, okay, this is That's good. How it this is, is man. good. Uh, it, it has to come in the can. You know, I don't want no <laughs> fancy corned beef you get in the dead. Nah, corned beef in a can, bro. You bring that to them, they're gonna take care of you for the holidays. Joe, I appreciate you. And look, I I requested to talk to you last month for a specific reason. And now that reason has exploded into a bigger thing. And I just told you, I view you as a legend, good sir. And your impact has went across professional wrestling into the NBA. So first and foremost, with Draymond Green, can we rate the chokehold out of 10? Like how, how good did he really put that hold in? You know, I've seen Draymond play for quite a while now. Draymond has always been a, a far better thug than he has been as of late. You know, he's just not hiding the stuff like he used to. You know, he used to kind of like look the other way, stomp on a guy's guts. You know, he used to choke a guy, but then pretend like, oh, no, he's holding on to my arm. Like, see, Draymond even trying as hard as he used to to hide it. That's why, you know, of the Draymond chokes I've seen over his career, that last one was probably about a six. You know what I mean? Like, he just he, he didn't disguise it as well. That tornado punch he threw. I mean, I've seen him throw that tornado punch for years. And, you know, he always got away with it because he had, oh, I was over here and punching this way. You got, you got a good little rhythm with that. But, you know, the, as of late, I think just Draymond, just, you know, he, he needed to pay a little bit more credence to, to, to the quality thugging that he can get away with, not this just haphazard flailing of the arms that he's been doing lately. I mean, that's why he's suspended right now. <laughs> Hey, brother, the Warriors dynasty is crumbling in more ways than one. They just they used to be better at everything, just a little bit better, a little bit cleaner, a little bit tighter. By the way, has there been anyone more suited to get into an AEW ring from the professional uh, uh, other professional athletes than Draymond? Uh, You know, he might be he might be one of them. You know, he might be a candidate, you know. 
you know, if the suspension don't work out the way he wants to, maybe a little bit of free time, you know, maybe we can maybe we can get him crossed over a little bit. We'll see. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> hey, he can show up to a world's end and do his podcast. It'll be great. Oh, um, great. Yo, one thing I want to ask is like the if someone asked me, like, what do you love about Samoa Joe, in my opinion? I'm like, well, first and foremost, like everyone needs to take notes on the presence when he walks in things change and the attention changes. Um, and it's been weird this year seeing some of these viral videos of just fans showing up at the airport with the Funko Pops, with the audio, with, with the 50 million pictures. And please, can you sign this for my son, but don't put his name because I'm trying to sell this on eBay and all this stuff. And it's been real OD. And I'm curious for you. I just feel like nobody really tries you in public, right? Uh, you know, I, I've been I've been fortunate enough. The fans have always been very gracious throughout my career. I will say this, man. I have no issue signing stuff for people, but uh, you know, I'll sign a thing for you. You know, I mean, you, you, you roll up to me with fifty things and you know all this other stuff. You know, you, you, I'm signing doing the line for you, B. You know, I, I got I got that card for you, my partner. But you know, other than that, uh, you know, it, it, listen, fans are a wonderful thing. I know some some wrestlers have an issue with them. Uh, that's all fine and dandy concern you know if you want to come up show a little love say what's up come say what's up but uh you know just know uh we all got time on our hands and i'll give you as much as i can but it won't be much <laughs> not the 50 different uh camera shot pictures oh, hey, yeah. you signed all these no that's crazy um <laughs> something i'm never gonna have to experience thankfully um yo uh bring it up this year too um as someone who's been a veteran who's been literally everywhere what's been wilder for you to realize that wrestling is on television six days a week at least or the fact that now there are post-game post-event press conferences and kind of the media involvement and the, the change in that which wasn't a thing 10 years ago i think both are astonishing to me you know i think uh the the, the prevalence and the importance of live sports in the current media environment is is definitely a big contributor to the fact that why you know you see so much pro wrestling now you know on tv you know i came from an era where there wasn't a lot of opportunity and you know we kind of dreamed of a scenario like this where we have a lot of companies doing what they can to to provide work for 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 guys like me and um you know, it's a wonderful thing to see that's come to that point in the industry, and I and I really love to see it. I love to see fans get an opportunity to to see what we do, and the more opportunities they get to see it, then uh, I guess the happier I am. Yeah, and you, and you talk about the era that you came up in. It's always fascinating, you know, being fortunate with this job, getting to talk to trailblazers and people who broke through. Um, and you know, it's always a case of they didn't do this to break through and, and, and change the game. They were doing it because they were just trying to make it work, trying to survive and trying to do what they love. And there was a, a fascinating tweet from Abu. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right from Russell Puris. And he kind of talked about, you know, you, Danielson, Punk, Styles, you know, you guys leading the forefront um, back in the day and kind of changing the landscape of professional wrestling and giving us fans like a different presentation of what a match could be um, and how. One of the reasons why you guys did that is because you had to travel everywhere to make it work, work in different countries, different crowd sizes before you got to where you guys are at now. And now with social media and stuff, you look at a dude like Nick Wayne who signs when he's 18, he's always going to be under the umbrella of producers and people telling him what to do and kind of not going through the school of hard knocks, for lack of a better term, of learning, trying things out going out there in a crowd of just maybe 50 people and kind of those dynamics and how things have changed. Like, how do you view that? Uh, first off, like I said, you know, I worked for a, a long time trying to uh, build opportunity in this industry for, for, you know, outside of, of the, the traditional uh, 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 companies that, you know, were, were the path, you know, and uh, 
to see where we're at now, to see that guys like Nick Wayne at 18 are given opportunities to be signed early. You know, some people would be a little bit uh, upset or, or pissed off about it. No, that's mission accomplished. That's what I wanted. You know, I wanted there to be a pipeline for young guys to get into, you know, uh, uh, real work, you know, and uh, there wasn't a lot of real work. You know, at the time, WCW had closed down. Uh, you know, ECW was was also, uh, you know, kind of in its last uh, phases of, of its existence and its initial uh, incarnation. So it's like it was a very, very difficult time. And now, you know, uh, for me to be upset that there's boundless opportunity uh, after I've done all this work to get it to this point would seem pretty, uh, pretty stupid on my part. So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with that. You know, and whether or not uh, he develops the same way, that's not for me to say. All I know is uh, a lot of those producers and, you know, people who supposedly are telling him what to do. Uh, you know, these are these are trusted voices in the industry who have a lot of experience. And, uh, you know, as a young grappler, I think some of the, the most fundamentally uh, career changing things came from, you know, just good sage advice from people who knew what the hell they were doing. And, um, you know, that that can't be understated enough. And I hope that uh, he receives that type of advice and training as he comes up to the ranks. And, uh, you know, I hope that there's more opportunity for young grapplers to uh, to succeed in this industry. You know, this this is what I strive for when I was working for and to see it coming into fruition now. I'm very happy with it. Yo, hoping you and yours had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And now it is Black Friday. And as you do your shopping, I'm in flight to Chicago, Illinois. Lucky enough to be able to cover Survivor Series. And I wouldn't be able to do that without the good folks at Zip Chair. And now, watch how I combine the two. I told you it's Black Friday. And Zip Chair, if you don't know, makes some of the best furniture in the business. So here's the deal. You want to be the MVP this Christmas season and you want to give the best gift, whether it's a huge sports fan, why don't you give them the bar stools for the basement with their favorite team's logo? You know what I'm saying? All right, the Mets, the Lakers, it doesn't matter. NBA, MLB, MLS, NFL, collegiate, they got it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you want to get the recliner, the couch, all the same, all comfortable. But then what I specialize in, I'm in my office, I'm in my chair, I'm at my desk a lot, editing videos, playing games, replying to emails, whatever. A lot of hours spent in that seat, and that seat needs to be comfy, and that seat needs to be a zip chair. Use that discount code Adrian to save 10% off and be the MVP of this holiday season. Hey, man, salute to you having that mindset, because a lot of people don't have it, even in radio. Yeah, you, um, know, people, you know who those people are? They broke. They broke. They don't make this money. Oh, broke people! They mad at everybody. Hey. Oh my goodness! We all need to come I, over here on the good side, where where it's nice and profitable, and we ain't mad at anybody for for living their life, you know. And insurance, and then good health care, yeah. all these every, good every things. That's mad about a young guy getting opportunities because you broke. So knock it off, man. Get out here, get your own opportunities. You'll be fine. Worry about yourself before you worry about everybody else. <laughs> Uh, you, you speak about being broke. First off, that's going to be the IG trailer for people to check out the interview. So thank you for that. Good, sir. Um, and another thing that made money uh, was was all in. Um, and look, I just in terms of your career and things that you've done, being a part of that show with the attendance and just really what that show meant um, and that the fact that it was even possible. Where does that rank in your career when you look at accolades and things like that? Oh, very high. I mean, obviously, just 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 for those reasons. I mean, just the the recognition of what the fan base is and seeing it all out and come out and and be a part of this huge event. I mean, that 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 you know spoke volumes to me. And so, um, yeah, man, I, it was it was a massive massive moment, and it's one I, I greatly appreciate and one I'm, I didn't expect to be a part of, but very happy that I was a part of. 
Um, and one thing I do have to ask you is I was in LA. Uh, I was at the forum for full gear. Um, as someone who's done everything that you've done, I just want to get your initial reaction when you're backstage seeing what the hell Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page did in that match. What was the reaction? Uh, for me, it's funny. I, I'm not surprised, you know, especially when it comes to those two individuals. You know, these are two guys who, you know, it, it undoubtedly are in the prime right now. And they're looking to make their mark on the world. They're looking to, you know, give everything they have to the fans and, and uh, you know, paint a very violent and, and crazy picture in the process. And, um, you know, watching the match, it, it did not surprise me at all. You know, both both men have been tremendously uh, dedicated to, to, the, to the program leading up and, and wanting to give the best of the fans. And the match that was delivered was, uh, you know, exceeded expectations. And mine were pretty high. So, I mean, it, it's a testament to both those gentlemen to go out there and, and, and perform and deliver in that environment. It was the craziest like atmosphere I've ever been in. Um, all the fellas, including me, were like, yo, y'all need to chill. All mm-hmm. the women were screaming, we want more blood. Let's go. I'm like, what Ma- type maybe of this world? works, by the way, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, bro, it's crazy. Um, I, as we come to the end of the year, and by the way, uh, you're trying to get that Triple B belt, World's End. You can get it on pay-per-view December 30th as you uh, take on MJF. But as we close out the year... Um, at any point in your career, I can imagine now you don't really care, but I'm interested as you were on the come up, how much do you care about like the end of the year lists and, and your, 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 your Meltzer ratings and things like that? Like how much did that play a part come, uh, in your come up? Uh, my, my, uh, end all be all, uh, uh, judge and executioner is the fans. And that's the way it's always been. Um, you know, I don't knock people for for uh, digging Meltzer ratings. You know, he's a guy with the who's watched a ton of wrestling, has a strong opinions about it. But I mean, to me, that's what it's always been. You know, I've always appreciated when he's like my stuff, and when he hasn't, well, you know, that that fan didn't particularly like my stuff that time. And I think that's the way. You know, uh, I've always taken it. You know, my my my. I'm not a master to a, a publication. I'm a master to the fans that show up and come to see me and then want to be entertained. And that's really the focus of what I do. You know, I'm. I'm I'm out there for, for, for the people, not for myself. I'm not out there trying to pad my resume or get a bunch of accolades so that I can seem important somewhere down the line when I'm nice retired. No, I want to leave memories with people. I want you to come to a show, say you saw some old Joe rock the house and have a great time. And that's really always been my focus in my career, man. And like, if that coincided and it happened to, uh, you know, catch the critics eye and they dug it, then cool. And if it didn't, that's cool too. You know, man, my, my main focus has always been on the people who show up to the arena and want to have a good time. And uh, those that tune in at home and give me a, a few hours of their time of their busy daily schedule. And, you know, that's that's my focus, man. I, I, want, I want the people at home to enjoy it. And like I said, if it all works out and everybody enjoys it, cool. And if some people don't, that's cool, too, as long as uh, the people that I set out to entertain are entertained. Facts, and you can't make everyone happy. Um, and something oh, I stopped trying a long time ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, straight up. Well, one thing that's made me happy is this, uh, this feud, per se, that you've had with MJF. Um, a lot of twists and turns. Um, it's just been cool. Even the history that you guys have, uh, which some people may not remember, um, and seeing that, you know, kind of play out. Uh, if you could, and this is weird because you're trying to kick his ass and take everything that he cares about on December 30th. But yeah. to me, you know, you talk about these lists, and it's funny because I'm a sports radio host. This is all mm-hmm. we do. We argue every day. You think LeBron's the greatest. I think Steph's the greatest. And there we go for three hours every day. Yeah. But I think that some people have kind of like, not giving MJF the credit, like to me, he's put himself in this position where he's kind of become the leader 
of AEW. He's 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 took the ball and he's ran with it. And that's a lot, it's a different thing than some of these other people that have also done great, but they weren't in that position of being the top guy. Um, in this year, I guess if you could talk to me just about MJF and kind of his growth. Uh, I think I think you kind of encapsulated a lot about how I feel about MJF. You know, the, the bottom line is, you know, a lot of people say they want to score a touchdown, but not many people are willing to go up there and rip the ball out of somebody's hand and go do it. And AJF, MJF is definitely one of those guys. You know, he's a guy that's not going to sit around waiting for opportunities to slap him in the face. He's very proactive. He's going to get out in front of things, and he's going to try to go make opportunities for himself. And, you know, that in and of itself is a testament to most people who are successful in this industry, is that they're not people who wait around for somebody to recognize their greatness. They go out there and they show the world every every week. And so, you know, MJF has been pretty consistent in that aspect, and uh, I think that is definitely where his biggest growth has been. Uh, well, December thirtieth, it ends hopefully for you. Oh yes, you get, it will. To, you get to end all that, and you get to take the title. Um, before we get into uh, close this out, and again, thank you so much for the time. AW Collision, first time ever at the Dollar Loan Center, an amazing venue, first professional wrestling event in the venue as well. Tickets just went on sale. Access.com, awtix.com as well. The night before the big game, just to make that weekend that much better. Um, one thing I do need to ask you is, you know. We're, we're now living through the final stages of uh, Brian Danielson's final year um, professional wrestling in AEW. I know he says he's not going to completely retire, but this full time. And then we're, we're running up against Sting retiring. And I know that if AEW wasn't a thing, you might have been done as well. Um, for you, how long do you see yourself? Is this, is this a situation until my body tells me I can't do it no more? Or how does this play out in a perfect world for you? Oh, no, I'll probably stop all before then. No, uh, you know, I've, I've been really, really fortunate. When I came off the concussion, I took uh, two years off to really get everything back in, in order. And, and in that time, too, just in the recovery process, really changed a lot of, around in my training and changed a lot of things around that have benefited me to a great amount uh, health-wise. And, uh, you know, I feel good right now. Um, as far as where, where the, 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 the train will end, uh, I'll let it play out a little bit more. But I, I will say this, uh, I have definitely have a... a, a more than a handful of good years left in me and uh beyond that um yeah I, i'm excited to uh if we, if we are going to go out we're going to go out with a bang so uh it'll be interesting to see how these next few years play out let's go and look man you got a lot of other things you got to handle which is where we'll transition to first off your reaction twisted metal season two uh beyond excited you know uh obviously uh you know the 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 reception from fans uh you know worldwide has been tremendous uh you know, I know the numbers, uh, the streaming numbers have been off the charts phenomenal for Peacock, and they're more than excited for a season for the season to bring up. You know, and I'm 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 just tremendously excited to get back in the truck and uh, and uh, introduce some new characters to the Mad World, Twisted Metal to the world, and uh, hopefully bring some new favorites that uh, fans have been dying to see. Hopefully, bring them to to to, to life uh, on the screen. So um, it, it's been a fantastic experience. You know, obviously Anthony Mackie's a, a tremendous actor and very very fun to work with, uh, including the entire cast and. Uh, I, I I can't wait for season two. Have you been able to play the Suicide Suicide Squad game yet? Have you got a build yes, yet? Yes, I have. I participated in the Alpha. Got a little early play test. Actually, post uh, uh, all in in London, went down to the Rock City Studios and, and got a little hands on it for the first time. And uh, very very excited about that too. Obviously, we're 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 coming out next year. Uh, look forward to uh, WB having a big presence on AEW here with that. But uh, 
yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really, really fun game. I'm, I'm looking forward to everybody checking it out. I don't know if I'm breaking any of that alpha NDA, even saying it's good, but it's, it's a good deal. So. <laughs> no, I think you are. They've done all the gameplay videos. They, they've shown yeah. a lot. So I think you're good. Yo, and by the way, rest in peace to E3. Um, since, since we were bringing up games, um, oh, that's crazy. I'm excited for that. Okay. So this will be the last question. We'll close you out on this. Um, Iron Claw is debuting next week in theaters. Um, and, if I gave you the choice to take any story, um, whether it was an on-screen or behind the scenes, and also doesn't have to be as devastating um, as the Von Erich family story, which is For crazy sure. that's coming out during Christmas time. But if I give you one story to pick, what would you make into a movie? Ooh, it's tough. You know, I, I've always been a big fan. I think this, I think Brody's story needs to be told. I think I think the life and death of the great bruiser Brody should be something that should be focused upon. I think that we're still fortunate enough that we have you know, men that knew him in his life that could help, you know, bring that to fruition. Um, you know, and, and just from a personal California thing, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more on Don Leo Jonathan, not a name that's maybe well known, but, you know, just for stuff in and outside of the ring, you know, including uh, some of the amazing diving stuff that he that he achieved, I think would be an interesting little uh, foray into wrestling history. All right. That was our very own Adrian Hernandez talking to the legend himself, Samoa Joe. We've always uh, enjoyed catching up with Joe over the years, whether he's been at TNA, WWE, now with AEW. Just an absolute stand-up guy. So uh, looking forward to seeing what he does with AEW. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was like super hot. And then I um dropped it. And now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> Honey? Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.